Let's 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 play name Florida towns. Ready? <laughs> Go. Miami. Tampa. Kissimmee. Fort Lauderdale. Jacksonville. Fort St. Lucie. Tallahassee. Orlando. Apopka. Winter Springs. Pensacola. Winter Gardens. Plant City. Winter Park. Naples. Damn it, you took Naples. <laughs> Avalon St. Park. St. Petersburg. Sebring. <laughs> the Villages. Okeechobee. Uh, West Palm Beach. Gainesville. Key Largo. Key West. O'Brien. Fort O'Brien's White. A good one. Fort White's a good one. Siesta Key. Siesta Key's a Cape good one. Cape Canaveral. Daytona. <laughs> I am the king of Florida. I was not allowed to leave the state until I was 21 years old. Every year, our family just, we, we had a field trip to whatever uh, tourist place was a discount based on what was on the back of the Pepsi bottle or the nice. Pepsi. You know how like the Florida yeah, Pepsi yeah. cans is always like, sometimes it was Halloween Horror Nights, but that wasn't Christian, so we, we didn't really have access <laughs> to that. Sometimes it was Disney. Spent a lot of time. The Disney in, was a good deal. Spent a lot of time in Epcot, the Mexican ride, because uh, it, it had like a little, it had a little dip in it. Yep. Also, a, a lot of sugar skulls, so that helped me develop my first sexual fetish. And then the, the Norse one, uh where it sprays the water on you yep yep but that was as good as it got because other otherwise it was like the the coupon on the back of the can was like for wiki watchy springs oh god i went to wiki watchy so many times yeah for listeners do you know about that pearson of course of course i've been there at least (laughs) a half a dozen times it's like let's say that you're someone that would have been into burlesque if you were born in the north well, but you were born in, in Port St. Lucie, Florida. You go to Wikiwachi Springs where you do underwater mermaid shows. Yep. Glass bottom boats. I, I, glass bottom boats. Yep. Yep. A lot of fucking mosquitoes. That was, <laughs> that was like that and the alligator shows by the Everglades where like the jackass guys originally yeah. were before they made it big. Those two are like fundamentally Florida entertainment stuff. Wiki Wachi was the answer to the question, what if you could look inside the waters in Florida? It wasn't good, but you could do that, <laughs> Wiki Wachi. Nothing positive. <laughs> <laughs> Holy um, shit. Yeah, so I thought we'd talk about uh we talk about Florida a little bit with like the broader election stuff. This one's gonna be Florida election specific. Is it is it the Florida hour again on the on Dumb and Awful? It is. It is time. I mean, obviously, like, we're both from Florida, Rob and I are, and Pearson is as well. You know, we, we talk about Florida politics writ large a lot and how they're, the Floridification of America continues apace. Our <laughs> politics now have become American politics. But uh, post-election, oh, there's a few different things that happened that, like, I, di- I did want to talk about, like, Florida-specific. And then there's a question that keeps coming up, and I've actually, I've had multiple people ask this of me, which just shows you how fucking incompetent every other... Uh, pundit is that i get asked this question and the question is where's the clitoris <laughs> uh, shit. it's just peter coffin like tell me you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> uh, question is what is wrong with the florida democratic party which their hair a lot. The better question their is what game. is good about the florida yeah. democratic party what do they do right um but I'll also uh I- i've got some of the like sort of main florida political characters for people too I got DWS, I got Shalala, I got Freed, I got fucking John Morgan. Bisexual oh meth mayor. No, bisexual meth governor. Oh, he didn't be, he, he's out of politics. Who gives a show what he wants? He's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, but he's cooler now than ever. <laughs> uh, to start, between the three of us, I think we cover every major city except for Jacksonville. 
um, because I born and raised in Tampa. Pearson, you're Orlando, right? That's right. And Rob, obviously, is our Fort Lauderdale, Miami. So we're all in consensus. I'm from the craziest place, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. South yes. Florida. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I got to Leon County, which is where you're at, right, Pearson? Yeah, in Tallahassee. Fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was in... When, um, <laughs> I just like the way that rolls off the tongue. No, not wrong. <laughs> I mean, dude, I honestly... It's funny because you you guys you guys like the tweet every time I say something about Tallahassee and how much I fucking you know hate it. it. But literally, dude, at least once a week, I, I rage tweet about how much I fucking loathe Tallahassee. Like, I swear to God, if I if I found a genie in a bottle, I would spend all three of my wishes desiring the absolute utter annihilation of that of that city it just disintegrate it's turn funny to you ash. bring up that word because i remember when annihilation came out you tweeted like sitting under a tree reading annihilation underneath the beautiful boughs of, of florida flora or whatever and i was like does this motherfucker like tallahassee explain yourself and explain that absolutely tweet. not dude. i love i love nature and uh the the it is, it's a specific wildlife refuge that's about 45 minutes south of Tallahassee, and it's gorgeous. Um, and the name of it's escaping me, but that's where uh, Jeff Vandermeer set um, the Area X trilogy, Annihilation, uh, Authority, and Acceptance, and it is gorgeous. Um, St. Mark's? Yes, thank you. Oh, my God. I can't believe that I couldn't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, St. Mark's Wildlife Refuge. That place fucks. Yeah, that, that place, definitely good. Uh, and then the rest of Tallahassee. I remember like one of the, the first jokes that, that stuck with me is when I was a youngin in high school, we had a teacher that like just graduated from FSU. He was a new teacher. He taught economics. Like, and, and he was like, you know, you guys need to, to work hard, get an A and all that. And then you could, with the Bright Future Scholarship, you could go to Tallahassee for free. Um, which is good because I wouldn't pay a fucking cent to be in that shit. <laughs> he was like, you know, that's what? also why Two I went there. Words were never spoken. He was, he was like, you know, what's you know, what's fun about uh, Tallahassee? Fucking getting out of there after a week and never looking back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Amen. sure people enjoy it. And he's like, yeah, for one week, and then you've essentially done every single thing. It's like one of those uh, shitty handheld games they made in the 90s where you, the only buttons yep. were like jump, crouch, and there were like five different animation states. It, that's basically your social life in Tallahassee. Yeah, that, that place fucking sucks. But I know that South Florida is worse because when I arrived in Tallahassee, and you know those first sort of there's a certain like the frisian or whatever a frisson maybe I, I don't know how words work but there was an excitement in the air and an electricity around oh we're all in a, we're away from our parents we're in the dorms let's get to meet each other and go like oh where are you from tampa oh that's cool and i remember in that first semester everyone that wasn't from south florida were just like god People from South Florida are fucking assholes, aren't they? <laughs> like, I, I met so many people from Correct. around Florida, but the South Florida people are just fucking different and not in a good way. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> savages. No concern for anything. Do you understand how fucked you have to be where you're looking at Jacksonville as a place of relative compassion? That's South Florida. Yeah, that's, that's uh, bleak. That's real bleak. We do need to make a Jacksonville comrade connection at some point. I, I have still to this day yet to meet one though so 
Oh, I, I've I've had the good fortune of meeting like several folks that do good work in in Jacksonville, mostly through the Socialist Rifle Association. Because when the Tallahassee SRA was getting up off the ground, um, we would meet halfway in Lake City and go to a free range over Lake there. Lake City, hell um, yeah, Lake City, famous for being the place that I ten and I seventy five meet. <laughs> There's yeah. a Benihana's there. Shout out to that spot. <laughs> so so one time when we rolled up there, um. Uh, to go to the range, um, we met w- up with our comrades there, and uh, there were like a bunch of three percenters and like oath keepers there, and you could tell because they had like all of the you know ridiculous bumper stickers on their they jacked up trucks do. as they always they- do, and we roll up and it's just like a bunch of like obviously like alternative looking folks um like people covered in tattoos people with like a cab shirts people with like hammer and sickle shirts uh and we like lay out our guns and they lay out their guns and we just kind of eyeball each other and they like look back and forth at each other and realize they're clearly outnumbered and they promptly pack up their shit and leave and it was glorious That's got to be a first for them in Florida. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it just, it shows, you know, how much uh, bluster and, you know, blowhard is behind their actual, like, posturing online. Absolutely. For the listeners who don't know Florida, real quick understanding of Florida geography. You can just divide it into thirds going north to south. It looks like a dick and then, like, the keys are, like, jizz. Correct. It looks like a flaccid, it looks like a flaccid cock or an armpit. So the the quote Andrew Jackson the the base first governor of Florida by the way the base of the dick <laughs> that top third that is just basically deep south just don't don't even pretend it's anything other than that different accent different accent but like it is very similar to southern Alabama southern Georgia right like Jacksonville is two hours from Savannah that you can largely think of it in similar terms as you would most of the south except the south with nice beaches it's uh the climate actually matches the south too like there the leaves will fall a little bit and fall in winter you know they have the same sorts of big oak trees and it basically looks like true blood yes and the the alan ball fsu alumni by the way so there you go and the main cities for this stretch is pensacola and jacksonville tallahassee is a lot smaller pensacola and jacksonville both big military towns so that's a huge part of it tallahassee capital the middle third is the Tampa, Orlando, Daytona stretch. What's that corridor called? There's like a road. The I-4. The I-4 corridor. Kind of like new development. Like everything is like freshly built. You got Disney money. Uh, You got the the Space Coast taking a lot of people out of UCF, which is in Orlando. It's it's a lot of financialization. Orlando, I believe, is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States. And it's just like constantly, like a constant influx of, of human beings. I-4 in the Tampa area is also where the largest Confederate flag in America was being flown for a long time. I believe it's number two now, right near my number house. Number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody popped up a bigger one in Tennessee or something. Build shit. it back better. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> the the middle third of the state starts to get more diverse. So the top third uh, is has very similar demographics as the rest of the Deep South. Like It's largely white and black. There are less immigrant communities up there. There's a lot of military people. There's not a ton of money. Um, there's a little bit of money in Pensacola because of beach towns. There's a tiny bit in Jacksonville, but they're not exactly like very wealthy cities or regions. The middle of the state, that that I-4 corridor, Tampa, Orlando, um, Cape Canaveral, Daytona-ish, there's a lot more money, right? Now we're starting to get richer. 
as you go south in Florida, more money starts to appear. But it's like it's newer money yes. in Orlando because it, it's financialized money. Like it, it's the big corporations Precisely. putting headquarters there and all that. And in between the three, uh, as you go west to east, it also gets a little bit nicer. So Tampa is probably the most garbage of that stretch. <laughs> Because uh, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa was like a, a small, Absolutely. a small like port town. Uh, it had Cuban immigration way before anything ever happened. Batista or Castro or any of that, right? Like the Cuban immigrant community is totally different than other regions, and it just never really developed that much industry. There's still not that fucking much in Tampa. Like, there's a reason they call it like the strip club capital of America for that a is while. The one thing Tampa has, it was the uh, lightning strike capital, but now, now we lost it to Africa. Oh, that was always the case. It's still number one in uh, Northern Hemisphere, though, for lightning lightning strike capital of the world. All right, or, well, let's, me, let's of, lower uh, of our the Northern expectations Hemisphere. then. <laughs> so there, there's more money. There's more diversity in there as well because there's like a variety of immigrant communities. Orlando has a lot of money uh, that's largely tourist-based, but now has started to be financialized as well. Orlando is also where the Pulse nightclub shooting is. That helps fix it in your mind. And then as we move east, that's basically we're starting to get to like NASA stuff and a little bit of Jewish retirement community stuff. Also, we got some bikers. Daytona is big, like, you know, get on spring your Harley. And, yeah, spring October break Oktoberfest. Because the sand is actually, Cocoa Beach is there. Cocoa and Daytona both yeah. have, like, the sand that is, like, concrete, so you can skimboard on it, drive your car on it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that is their biggest concrete. selling That's point. That's the perfect way to describe <laughs> it the sand there. I've never heard anyone describe it. it that way, but that's totally what it is, Rob. <laughs> I mean, in every segment, there's gorgeous beaches. Pensacola is beautiful, right? Like all the beaches in the Western Panhandle are beautiful. St. Pete Beach is gorgeous. Uh, Daytona is really nice if you <laughs> want to skimboard. If you, I'll put it this way. If you step on a stingray in like Daytona, that's your own fault because they can't even get under the sand. Yeah, They're true. just laying on it like a sidewalk. Uh, the other thing I would note about the center of the state is this is where a lot of the retirement communities are, right? There's really not as many in the northern part of the state because now we're at the section where you don't actually get that much cold weather. The Tampa, Orlando, I-4 stretch is really not as much cold weather. It is distinctly swampy as fuck. Disney is in Orlando partly because it's the one part of the state that is a little bit higher, drier, and less likely to get wrecked by a hurricane than the rest of the state. Big shout out to New Smyrna Beach, uh, shark bite capital of the world. We've got a lot of capitals of the world in Florida. <laughs> All of them bad. Uh, <laughs> okay, then we move, as we move south, now we're at uh, the southern part of the state. We'll ignore the Keys. They're just doing their own thing. This Keys is, are actually cool. They, Keys are they cool. Have a, they have a little small deer. That's like smaller than a pug and nobody wears shirts and everyone's skin is like leather. And Jimmy Buffett is basically <laughs> playing over the government, the just... government subsidized PAs. Uh, and every once in a while, someone quotes Hemingway because, you know, it's that there stool where he had his last drink before he killed himself. That's a tourist spot in Key West. It is. It's also, cool. The, I've seen it. <laughs> the Keys are like aggressively gay. I would say not like Final Fantasy 14 gay, but like. Like Robin Williams with his earring gay. Like, just having a fun time. Everyone loves them. Like, a lot of, like, jean shorts. It's like that generation. It's like 90s style. Florida in general has a lot of jorts. Jean shorts are very popular. But it's, it's very, like, open and, and you know, have a, have a fruit drink and just kick back on the boat sort of thing. Yeah, that's a tiny little island chain south of the whole state. Keys so, are just straight Caribbean. Yeah, they're cool as fuck. But the southern half of the, the southern third of the state on the West Coast, it's basically nothing but Naples. That's it. 
all, all of the civilization on the west coast just dies because you hit the Everglades at a certain point. Naples is like the Tatooine of South Florida. It's like some far outer rim spot. <laughs> it's the only it civilization. Really it, it, the only it's reason Naples outpost. is there is when in the middle of the night you have to drive out on Alligator Alley, which is the only east-west east west connector through the Everglades to the other side of the coast. Uh, when you have to dump a body in Alligator Alley in the middle of the night, you can basically keep going to Naples and get yourself a couple beers on your way back. Like that's, yeah, it's a place to refuel your car and then turn around and get the fuck out of Naples. And it has a massive retirement community as well. The Eastern side of Southern Florida, that is, that's full Miami, Lauderdale, and then just all Jewish retirement communities North of that. Uh, they're, they're more Palm beach. Palm beach. Yeah. Is a lot of the retirement communities. Basically the richest, every rich person in the state lives in this region. Like, it's just, that's where all the money is. The hyper-rich, the super-rich. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a mix. It's sort of the old money in the sense that, like, Florida's history doesn't go back that far. <laughs> old money being CIA from the 60s. It's it's everything. So, like, there wasn't <laughs> even a rail line into South Florida because, I mean, genuinely, uh, Americans got to, like, North Florida, you know, feuded with the Seminoles, realized that the the actual landscape was just becoming just marshy and fucking disgusting. Like there was no reason to press forward. So they didn't until fairly recently, historically speaking. And then once they got down there, they were so far from everything that it was hard to like spring up industry. I mean, you know, this, well, actually Tallahassee was kind of a nice spot for me in terms of seeing bands coming through because even to this day, People won't go all the way down to like Miami or Fort Lauderdale because no, it's just no, so no. fucking out. It's a 14 hour round trip uh, drive from Tallahassee. There's yep. no reason to go down there. So when people were in fucking covered wagons or railroads or whatever the fuck they were doing, there, there was no point. And it stayed that way, basically a sleepy hamlet until we discovered how awesome it was to import and distribute drugs and how it was a great <laughs> gateway uh, to the Caribbean if you're in the CIA. And so we had this huge influx where for, I mean, I, I recommend, I don't love his politics, but Raconteur Media, um, I'm blanking on his name. He did the uh, University of Miami documentary, or Corbin, something, something Corbin. Uh, there's a great movie called like Cocaine Cowboys and Cocaine oh, yeah. Cowboys 2. That is good. That cover the explosion of South Florida economically. And there was a time where like there was more money in South Florida banks than there were like the entire Eastern seaboard of America because <laughs> it was all just drugs. And it, it was the capital of the black market economy. Yes. And it was filled with like Jimmy Buffett ass, like you know the the guy that's like slightly overweight and leathery skin, and he he's he's a boomer that ties his beard into two braids that he puts beads on. Yeah, floats around on a John boat and talks about how uh, he doesn't have his official pilot license anymore. Those guys were the backbone of the South Florida economy <laughs> for a long time, <laughs> and. It was basically a ton of money with nowhere to spend it. So they just developed the land like crazy. Since I've been alive, there's like 75% more housing and mass developed. And that's the same for my dad, right? In his lifetime, because there was all this money. And so people built huge, lavish mansions on the beach, South Beach. Mm -hmm. You had the Art Deco style and all that. 
and then that started to attract more people and then we had even more money and so people were like god people down here really love spending this money on anything so they had to push out further into the everglades build more shops build more suburbs and now you basically have an extremely wealthy chain of barrier islands upon which the epsteins of the world and the robert crafts of the world live and then endless zero infrastructure sprawl into these little dots of gated communities where white people just sit on the roof with sniper rifles yeah but it is about right yeah yep I mean, that, it checks out. it's also it's also the capital for every right wing central and south american person who left their country because they got too democratic it is extremely uh racially stratified because of like the cia and u.s uh policy abroad there are different rules based on what country you come from when it comes to immigration like could we save you out of the boat do you have to put one foot on land do you have to like make it to a, a wherever right yeah and so different ethnicities or races or places of origin are actually treated differently by the institutions and so that creates a hierarchy where like dominicans look at cubans like you know it's too bad we weren't able to enslave you too and then Cubans look at Puerto Ricans <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And the Puerto Ricans look at Haitians like, well, I guess it's just you now. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone is so standoffish. It is the most stand your ground of any stand your ground place. There are no laws on basically anything. Everybody has guns. It is the most randomly and perpetually violent and precarious place I've ever been to in my life. New Orleans is like tucking yourself into a nice cozy bed compared to just yes walking around in south florida the closest comparison i have and this is nerdy is you know how in skyrim the first time you go to like oh the, the wetland city of rifton and you walk in <laughs> and you're at the docks and argonians like hi there i can interest you in some skooma if you want and then you turn around and there's just three people stabbing each other and dumping them in the, in the water and no one even comments on it the npcs just move along if that was south florida that would be by design it wouldn't be an accident <laughs> That is the it's perfect the worst fucking place analogy, on dude. Earth. That's the perfect <laughs> fucking analogy. And as soon as you said Skyrim, I knew that was the direction you were taking it. And holy shit, that's so South Florida funny. fucking sucks so much. But because there's just so many different groups of people with so much straight up illicit, ill gotten gains, you get into a, a unique sort of black market, awful economy. That yeah. is, it is truly unique anywhere else. Now, when it comes to the drug trade now, uh, South Florida isn't really the, the port of entry. You, you know, they, they've tried to cut down on that. But I can't emphasize enough how deeply, thoroughly ingrained in its culture uh, outright criminality and, and violence is. You were never more than one to two degrees of separation away from someone who worked for the CIA and or did drug running. Probably both. I'm telling you, I, there's no person that I could meet in South Florida that we couldn't get to like CIA cartel mafia or some sort of smuggler. Like that's all that there was. Everything that is in South Florida that looks like Orlando is built that way on purpose to make it look more like Orlando, to make it seem more yes. legitimate. And then in the same way that like Tampa is built around a, a dock. Jacksonville is built around a dock. Pensacola is built around a military base. Orlando is built around Disney. South Florida is built around CIA money. Like full stop <laughs> CIA and drug money. Like that's, that's just, that is literally the basis for its initial development. There were whole like neighborhoods where it didn't matter how many times you drove through the same 
one car was in front of the same one house that no one ever like walked in a, into or out of. It just it was mostly stash houses for a while, just because you had to fucking move yeah. around. The the richest person in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, was the guy that put the custom suspension on your vans for when you were hauling kilos. <laughs> South Florida sucks. Uh, uh, South Florida is, is is definitely the most diverse region of Florida too, though, right? Like, right, like as Rob said, there's basically every every Caribbean immigrant possible is there. There's also a ton of just uh, Latin immigrants from Central and South America who have escaped, usually with piles of cash from the countries that they just steered into ruin. Uh, before the CIA saved them from the the horrors of socialism. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously a lot has been made of the South Florida Cuban population and how anti-communist they are, because communism, you know, we like to think it's here to help everyone. It didn't help them. It took their slaves away from them, and that made them very sad. (laughs) Correct. But we we said on a a previous bonus, I think, Unlock, like, yeah, no, those are, I did have a friend that was a Saudi prince. I did have a friend that was the grandchild of the president of Bolivia. Like these are just, <laughs> that's just who is around. Yeah. My, my friend who's related to the Haitian ruling class is also from Miami. That that's what Miami is. The Southern third of the state, uh, including the Miami area is I think the only part of the state that doesn't have multiple military bases in it because there's a giant one in Tampa. That's where they were running a lot of the Iraq Afghanistan war stuff out of for a while. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, McDill Air Force Base. They were running a lot of it. That's where... Uh, no fucking way, dude. I lived like literally a stone's throw away from there when I was teaching at USF. That's nuts. Yeah. Let's go Bulls. Dude, fuck USF. USF. I was I was, uh, I was, was disinvited. <laughs> I was disinvited to return after trying to organize an adjunct union, but that's a story for another time. I actually was also disinvited from uh, USF campus because there was a fundamentalist Christian like sleepaway retreat there. I think it was called Tears of Joy or something. It was like, you know, multiple weeks and you got your own dorm and the USF dorms at the time were fucking awful because we were the South Florida Christians or the bad boys <laughs> of the mission trip. South Florida is the bad boys of anything. We literally got disinvited from ever coming back because we just fucking destroyed everything we touched. And, and also we had just discovered tenacious D and that's a real nice. problem in church. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but yeah, McDill air force base is a, that's where general Petraeus is based out of. I have his coin. Cause he, I did a swearing in cause that's where he was stationed running all the, that's uh, shit. Plots, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yep. And then there's a, a giant Naval base in Jacksonville, fucking huge Naval base in Jacksonville. Uh, and then there's a, it's a joint ops base in Pensacola. Now they actually do a lot of spec ops stuff out of there, which is why not? Um, but yeah, so th- those are your like big three regions. And, uh, there's a lot of reasons to hate South Florida, but the reason and this is so like, go have a parliament and look at your MFA dipshit. But like the reason I always <laughs> hated it the most is because in North Florida, you have the genteel uh, red racist uh, Southern culture, mm-hmm. you know, the Confederate flag and, and lilting your vowels and all that shit, which isn't a good culture, but it's an identifiable one, right? True. You go to Central Florida and Tampa has Ybor City. So like the, the old... Cuban community. Uh, Daytona has like, you know, uh, motorcycles and, and surfing and the Space Coast and NASA and Kennedy Space Station. And Orlando has sort of banker culture, which again isn't good, 
but it is a there is a certain level of sophistication where like the nightlife in Orlando is good. I enjoyed it. Like it's a very mm-hmm. basic but enjoyable nightlife. South Florida, and I'm sure some people will be mad, but any culture that exists down there is accoutrement. Like it is absolutely uh, an excuse to just go out and get fucked up. Like there is no sense of if you're a novelist, a painter, Art Basel fucking happens in South Beach, and that's like the one time a year. And even that's not really about art. That's just about like getting Instagram photos with other wankers and pickup artists. And I know there's now like the Vinewood Arts Collective or whatever. There's about 14 people that give a shit about anything creative in South Florida. It is all at the end of the day about money. It's like the uh, yeah. when you see like the Saudi royal family just blowing as much money as possible because there's so much of it around. That is what the culture of South Florida is. Like nobody cares about what you're doing. They just want to see how fancy your car is. Like, yeah. and the competition is ridiculous. There, there's a uh, there's a Vice documentary about guys that just like do finesse car leases where don't even bother going to a bar or club without for like it's expected. Uh, you know, like, like women putting on makeup, men are going to go lease uh, a fancy exotic or luxury car for the evening because it would it'd be like going out without a fucking belt on or something. Like, it's just part <laughs> of, because no one else gives a shit about anything else but the pure end point of money. Um, I'm like, it, I, I'm not really about that at all. And yet, when I'm in South Beach, I've literally fucking been on the third floor just pouring champagne on these hoes. Like, you become, <laughs> everything points you towards becoming that person. That's every single incentive is there. So, look, I know there's, there's shit out there, but it really feels hopeless. Like, even if you're in a band in South Florida, they're like, oh, uh, do you have, are you going to get signed? It's like, well, actually, uh, not yet, but we sort of are artistic. They're like, Shh, nobody cares. Just like, make some money quick and then I'll talk to you. Like everything yep. is just uh, what conspicuous consumption, a, an entire area that it, it rivals and surf, surpasses New York uh, with its conspicuous consumption because in New York, there are other things. Right. Whereas in South Florida, that is it. It is the only thing is conspicuous. Consumption. I'm glad you mentioned New York. Cause the last thing that everyone should understand about Florida is that the motherfucking worst parts of New York have moved there? Oh yeah, no, the the they're everywhere. Like all of the worst possible New Yorkers now live in Florida. Like the most <laughs> obnoxious Jersey Shore assholes, they live in Florida. They don't live in the northern part of Florida. They all live in the central and southern part. All of them. When the fucking Giants come to play Tampa Bay, it is all New Yorkers in the goddamn stadium. Oh yeah, there's more Knicks fans than Heat fans. At least there, you know, there used to be. Yeah. Now the Heat are good. Uh, the, my, this is again, even sports, they don't fucking care about Miami heat fans are famous. If you listen to Bill Simmons or whatever, and he's, he's right. Actually fucking even the people on, on the, the announcers on the basketball games will say it. People will come to the heat game, get their like collector edition, all white t-shirt that's there on, on their seat when they arrive, put it on, stay for basically the third quarter and then fuck off. Even in the playoff games, there's just empty <laughs> seats because people were just like, all right, I got my shirt. I got my photos. Why do I care about what the, who cares what the basketball score is? I got to show people that I bought a ticket to this shit. So suck my dick. I'm a baller. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's fucking terrible. So the, those are the, the main three regions of Florida. Um, Sorry, everybody. I had to get my South Florida bit in because I don't know anything about elections or politics in Florida, really. 
Oh no, don't worry. They'll but be you fun. do I've, know I've got... South Florida. <laughs> I yeah, but that, that that's what makes me a South Floridian. I don't know anything about my local community or fucking the politics or the governance or the the important play because I I was raised to not value that. Uh, if, I was I was I was raised to to value spending as much money as possible, which is why I've gone to both law school and art school. <laughs> uh, all right, so so if we look at the election stuff, if you look at the map of Florida for this election cycle, there are basically six blue spots in the whole state. The rest of it's deep red. Those spots are Tallahassee, where there's a big university, Gainesville which is the only one that it's in the like weird northern middle area that doesn't seem to have anything. That's another big university. Jacksonville, major city with a significant African-American population. Tampa and Orlando, major cities with significant youth and immigrant populations. West Palm and Miami. That's it. So that's why like that. And that's always how it is in Florida, right? Like every single part of the state is overrun with guns and psychotic conservatives of various flavors. The only way the Dems ever managed to win anything in Florida is by getting massive, massive crushing turnout in those cities. And Florida is like a fairly densely populated state. I didn't realize this until, oh, until yeah, I started dude. moving west. But like it's not the, the counties are not like three person counties in the middle of the state. There's still a decent number of people in each of these small counties outside of the city. We earned every one of those electoral votes. Yeah, damn straight. And since the, the major sources of immigration into the state as the population rises for Florida are actual immigrants from out of the country and old retirees, it's not, Florida does not have the demographics thing that like people talk about with Texas. We're like, oh, well, the Latino population is taking over. It's like, no, Florida, all of it is always balanced out by a constant influx of old racist white people coming down into Florida. And, and it's really important to like point out too that like they are rich predominantly white and incredibly yes. reactionary in their politics and they are flooding this this state they are absolutely inundating it in number in record numbers right um you know you guys have joked on the show before about the villages you know the the cesspool of 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 like reactionary proto-fascist white supremacist old farts who are just fucking each other's brains out and spreading various stds to one another <laughs> like it's like it's literal an actual hell in in which we live I, I still unfortunately live you two have have been fortunate enough to escape but like it, it is truly where america goes to die 100 percent. the senior retiree population also determines a lot of what happens at the local and state level in politics there growing up the one of the common refrains that we got to hear a lot whenever education funding of any sort was on the ballot the refrain i always heard was well my grandkids don't go to school here yeah. Even oh, even yeah. people who would vote dim or do care about these things, their kids and grandkids don't live in the state. They don't give a fuck if you do. Writ large, that's the Florida attitude in general. Like, I don't fuck you got mine should be the state motto. But with the old people, it's they also they actually turn out to vote constantly. So they become an even more important voting block in Florida than they are anywhere else because they they are a larger portion of the demographic. They are completely hard line about stuff because they have no vested interest in giving a fuck about anything that affects younger people because none of the young people they're related to live there. So they are, they are a dominant political force. And there's um, also just like the mentality of like, well, I had to suffer. So you have to suffer too. Like that's a huge, 
hugely pervasive sort of ideological perspective that like is just rampant in the state of florida from you know like uh, just talking to my parents to talk to my parents friends to even talking to like some like people my age or or even some of my students like you know like they'll they'll just like regurgitate this this lie that their parents have told them like well my parents had to to work really hard and suffer and they don't you know they're they 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 made it and so i just i guess i have to do the same and it's like dude no we live in like a vastly vastly fundamentally different world than our parents lived in and 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 that lie that nascent lie that you know you know you have to suffer in order to become a better person is is so fucking pernicious and yet it it is baked into so many people's ideology in this country because we have this like incredibly atomized and alienating like hyper individualist perspective that points us constantly towards trying to fuck over everyone around us rather than recognizing our shared dispossession and fighting over fighting like the people who are actually fucking us yeah florida is a place that people go because they want to have their perfect vacation dream and your ass going to school is not a part of that absolutely not absolutely not like you you the the dreams of the common man do not come into their vacation dream life yeah a great uh case study in the way at least some floridians view government the role of government uh, is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for a, a long period, uh, several decades, I think it was like, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, was the spring break capital uh, of the world. Like, it, it was just the spot to go specifically. You know, there's Pensacola, there, there's Panama City. I think that was the one you were thinking of, Panama City. Panama City was the one earlier. Uh, you know, there's places now, it's, it's sort of spread out, people go all over the place, but Fort Lauderdale was the spot to go. And so a lot of tourists came down, loved Fort Lauderdale, and decided, oh, well, I'm going to try to get back here. And they did eventually because, you know, there was a lot of money available. The housing wasn't too expensive. They were constantly developing. You know, someone has to live in those stash houses. And so they moved down there, <laughs> and, and they are a little bit older now. And the very first thing they did was uh, vote to absolutely remove any taxes that would try to, like, benefit benefit people living there because they all you know they came down to buy their fucking dream home or they're on a fixed income either way other people isn't their problem and then they passed a bunch of ordinances uh to essentially ban tourism yep you know like the whole spring break thing that got them down there once they could buy the home there they pulled the ladder up uh with them so that no one else could ever enjoy it ever again so now fort lauderdale is like demographically all people over 70 years old who aren't paying any state in- income tax because <laughs> there's no state income tax in Florida. And also, so like the only legitimate uh, way to get money into the town would be tourism. But then they're also trying to kill tourism so that they could have the thing that they once had, which only now exists in their memories, all to themselves and not having anybody else sully it. Yeah, and and they're going to get to watch as, like, climate... Well, actually, unfortunately, they're not going to get to watch as climate change ravages their precious beaches because they're going to be fucking dead by the time the the worst effects of it actually cause sea levels to rise. They're like fucking pharaohs, and they put the entire town there in in the tomb with them. Right. No, that's that's the perfect analogy, dude, for sure. And, And I think what you're pointing at, Rob, kind of, like, reflects this broader 
I think, condition that exists in Florida, which is like, you know, the absolute disenfranchisement of, of like poor and working people who actually live here, whether that's, you know, like voter suppression or gerrymandering or like the, the ways that like the vote has been redlined or reneging, you know, felons rights to vote or gerrymandering or disenfranchising like, like black and indigenous and people of color. Like, it, you know, it, it is part and parcel of the, the sort of Florida project. And and I think that Brett or Rob or one of you guys has, has said on the show on, on Dumb and Awful before that like Florida politics is American politics in a, in a microcosm. And I think that that's like precisely what we're seeing all across the United States is this absolute ravaging of, uh, of the working class by people who have been absolutely relentless in their ruthlessness of stepping on people's necks in order to scrape out whatever they fucking can take. And I think that like, that is precisely why Florida, you know, be, is, is like the, um, the, 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 the redheaded stepchild, um, in, in the, the popular imagination of, of so many liberals who think that somehow that this is like a purple state when in reality it's not, uh, as, as I'm sure you guys are, are well aware, this is an absolutely like reactionary cesspool of, um, just the most reprehensible and reactionary ideology that one can imagine. And I think that, you know, the flukes of like an Obama win are, can be, you know, directly like traced back to like his absolutely hawkish neoliberalism rather than any actual sense of progressive platitudes that he offered in the, in like 2008. I think, uh, you know what they say about assuming because uh, me and Brett actually disagree with you on there. I mean, oh, really? I don't care about, I don't care about the democratic party. I'll never vote for a Democrat again. Uh, frankly, I think the best thing we can do to save the entire planet is, uh, work towards the dissolution of, of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Uh, but we do not see Florida as just some uh, feral reactionary mass uh, uh, for many reasons, but uh, the, simp- the one that comes to mind right now is because of what, what you just said, right? It's a whole bunch of uh, reactionary boomers and rich people saying, fuck you, got mine. Uh, and we focus on the got mine and how selfish yeah, those yeah, people yeah. are, and not enough, not enough on the fuck you. Who is that talking to? The fucking millions of poor people that actually do have some desire for progressive or or left policy. Totally, like yeah, the it, other like, half of the passing state. the fifteen dollar uh, minimum wage, um, which of course isn't going to be here until like twenty twenty five. But no, yeah, and, and, and I, I'm sorry if I meant to. Uh, paint all of florida as this you know totally misanthropic thing that's that that wasn't my 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 it's not purpose that, i didn't we think that, mean to be so hyperbolic oh no, 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 no. It, it's fine but we actually just we don't believe that florida let's say we were like like just democrats we don't believe that florida can't go blue it's just that there has been almost no attempt to make it go blue like when you look at the things floridians are interested in Let's talk about that a little more specifically, right? Uh, the the like why why did why does Florida vote a specific way? It does like there is a huge reactionary group of people in the state that is always going to undergird everything, right? Like you have to overcome that to ever get any positive developments within the state, and yet and yet we managed to get minimum wage, we managed to get a minimum wage ballot this time, we managed to get felons the right to vote last cycle in 2018, we managed to get two separate 
ballot measures dealing with medical marijuana passed, and ballot measures in the state of Florida have to hit 60 fucking percent to pass. These are not passing by small margins, right? Like they are doing very well in order to become law in the first place. So those things occur in a state in which there are massive reactionary elements. And it's because probably more than half of the state are workers who are getting fucked, right? Absolutely. I think the difference though, right, is those are policies. Whereas like the people who are actually holding the keys of power have been, it's been intentionally designed so as to get the most reprehensible people into seats of power. Right. I absolutely like 100% agree with you about policy because like policy things can be voted on by the populace. But I think that the GOP in particular has done a really adept job at gerrymandering, at redlining, at disenfranchising, at voter suppression, in order to make it so that they are still a viable uh, party in in Florida, because the reality, I think, as as uh, as is clear by this this kind of conversation, right, is that you know if poor and working people who make up the majority of the population in Florida were in the actually in the saddle. The, the GOP wouldn't have a chance in hell in Florida. But the reality, right, is that the GOP have done such a cunning job of slicing and dicing the state that they have been able to hold on to the reins of power for so long in this in the state. In, in addition to the, the, all the sketchy shit the Republicans do, let's talk about like the Dem Party specifically within the state of Florida. We have not had a Democratic governor in the state of Florida in, I think we're at 25 years now? That sounds right. or something like that? It was 24 years in 2018 when Gillum ran and lost. Uh, Lawton Childs was the last Dem, right? Lawton Childs was the last one, yeah. Uh, and before him, there was a bunch of Republican ones, too. So it's basically been like one Dem governor for the last like 40 years. Statewide elections, for a while, we had uh, split senators where we'd have one Democrat and one Republican senator. Up until the previous cycle in 2018, when in spite of there being a blue wave through the country, Florida, the Dems largely got wrecked statewide. Bill Nelson, who is a longtime senator of the state of Florida, Democratic senator, think of him like uh, the Feinstein of Florida. It's the same thing, just an ancient, wizened, old fucking Democrat ghoul who's been in power forever, doesn't really do much for fucking anybody, and nobody really likes him that much. So along comes a Republican, the guy who just been term limited out of the governorship, Rick Scott. We had Rick Scott, it literally looked like fucking Bat Boy versus the Mummy, just two desiccated ghouls going after each other it was shocking to i i thought i was looking at the fucking national Enquirer anytime i'd walk by and see a newspaper covering that race it was it was a depressing race and rick scott barely won but that's how every single rick scott election has gone he barely wins every time he's a billionaire who got most of his money from uh literally just stealing from medicare like demonstrably stealing from the medicare funds and no one has ever bothered to convict him for it like it's it's a, a well known fact throughout the state. No one fucking cares. No one does anything about it. Uh, so he was the previous governor before DeSantis. Now he is the second senator next to Rubio. Who everybody knows Rubio at this point. Like he is a full right wing CIA uh, like Ken doll, right? He he thinks he's going to be president. I like that though because he's from South Florida and he's actually representing South Florida's <laughs> true, yes. base, which is CIA families. <laughs> Gates, who is also a, a pretty famous Floridian uh, politician, now Republican politician, uh, represents the, the, the more psychotic northern part of the state, um, especially the panhandle. Remember when I said the map has six blue spots and I didn't mention Pensacola, the other big city? Pensacola is where all the Trump rallies are. Like, 
Pensacola is possibly the most fascist city in the country. Let's hear it for those blue angels, though. You love what they do. <laughs> but those are like those, those are the Republicans that everybody knows. On the Democrat side, now after 2018, there's only one statewide elected Democrat. That's Nikki Freed. She's in the Department of Agriculture. Florida has a weird thing where most of the state departments are just staffed by whoever the governor puts there, but agriculture gets its own election. And pretty traditionally, uh, it's a Democrat, while every other position is basically staffed by the Republicans from the governorship. So Nikki Freed right now is the only person she won in 2018 when Bill Nelson lost, when Gillum lost, she won, which means she became sort of the face of the state party for the last two years. Now, this cycle, there's this big ballot measure, right? And I, I complained about this on previous episodes. And the Dems, I said, moved away from a $15 minimum wage ballot measure. Like Pearson said, it doesn't come into effect for a while, which fucking sucks. But it is still a massive improvement over what we have. Nikki Freed, as the face of the Democrats, could not decide if she backed it. The Democratic Party in the state could not decide if they backed it. They said they were on the fence, they were unsure, and then what they ended up doing was releasing deep within their website, their like normal recommendations for where to vote. They put a, yeah, go ahead and vote yes on this ballot measure. That's the most support the state Dems gave a $15 minimum wage ballot measure this cycle. Nikki Freed was on the record saying she wasn't sure if she supports it because she's afraid with COVID it's going to cause businesses to go under. And she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to risk getting people money right now. Actually, I was going to say, when businesses die, those businesses have little business children that have to grow up without their business dad. <laughs> it's wild how much the Democrats want to lose. Like, uh, like it's it's astounding to me how much they love being the underdog and they loathe actually having to use power. I, you know, I get it because it means that you can just like soak up all of that corporate money and and just yeah, I was ride say, how high. are they the underdog? Well, yeah, they're, they're winning. They're fucking richest. They're the most successful. I mean, look, the Democrats are just like a thousand people that that operate in the like northern Virginia region and make a whole bunch of money fundraising. Like by that metric, they're killing it. They're only failing people that have very incorrectly uh, bought the line that they're actually really looking out for you in the same way that Joel Osteen is really looking out for you if you give him enough of your money. Yep. But yeah, so it's, that's those are the state level Dems. It's just Nikki Fried, right? She had nothing to say. To back the most important ballot measure of this cycle, the thing that directly helps workers. It, it helps a lot of people in Florida to figure out where the Dems stand on that front, right? The House reps, so in 2018, the Dems managed to flip, I think it was two House seats, both of them in South Florida. Um, one went to Donna Shalala this time, right? So Donna Shalala won the seat in 2018, and she lost it back again in 2020. They, the Dems in Florida lost every single House seat they had just gained in 2018 during their big wave election. Uh, the Southern Rahm Emanuel strategy. And uh, Donna Shalala, uh, the reason I call her up by name is she used to run the University of Miami, right? She was the president, provost, president. She was president of the University of Miami for a little bit, which is a private school. just want to clarify that. People see the hurricanes. They, they see uh, how, how big their fan base is, and they think they're a giant public school. It's a tiny, super wealthy private school. Oh, no. The University of Miami really is like 1% and 99%. So... Like it's in Coral Gables, Florida. It is famously like, like Southern plantation sort of racist. Like it's yes. all, it is so expensive a school and so like, 
not elite in the sense that people there are capable of reading, but elite in the sense <laughs> that you are going to pay a huge premium to make your dumbass uh, second daughter, you know, a, a yep. technically a doctor through their program. And then their fans. So like the people that actually go to the school is like very well-to-do people that why the fuck would you move away from your parents' house? It's a waterfront manor. Just go to UM. Yep. But their fans are like, they are just like the road warriors. Because <laughs> it's South Florida. They bring South Floridians with them. Yeah, it's, it's the local they bring team. That energy. So they're like, it would be like if every Boston masshole fucking loved the Harvard football team. That's basically it's the so, UM yes, vibe. Exactly. Uh, so Shalala went from running the school. Host of scandals happened while she was president there. She retired. I have no, I genuinely to this day could not explain to you why she was tapped by the Dems to run other than the fact that she is good friends with DWS, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and she's friends with Pelosi. So in spite of the fact that she is, I think she was 78 in 2018 when she was running, uh, they still put her on the ticket. She became, I'm pretty sure the oldest house rep ever elected because she was so old. Pelosi put her in charge of distributing funds for the PPP for overseeing that. She immediately had a scandal with the money because she was doing a lot of sketchy stuff with her stocks related to COVID. Hey, just like Loeffler in Georgia, right? Shock and disbelief. Right? She's been under a, a financial scandal for basically the entire time she's been in uh, the last two years. And the Republicans uh, just routed her this time. So she's out. And quite frankly, huge improvement. I don't really give a fuck what Republican is there. Shalala is awful and it's a good thing she's gone. And she probably won't run again either. Thank God. That means like there might actually be new blood in the party now. So Shalala lost. So those, those uh, South Florida reps are also in the area that the Dems spend all of their money and time trying to swing for every statewide and national election. Because we talked about like the thirds of the state, right? The southern third of the state, specifically like the Miami Lauderdale region, is the largest population center in the state by far, right? So it's the same idea of like they're going to run up the score in Philly to try to win Pennsylvania. They think if we turn out enough people in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, we'll run it up and we'll be able to win. Yeah, people in South Florida are very culturally uh, urban, right? Like it's the money thing. They look at rednecks and are offended because they're like, look at this broke ass fucking dipshit. Buy some veneers, asshole. Like that's the vibe. They don't identify with the red state of Florida. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they, and, and they don't necessarily identify with progressive politics or anything like that. They identify specifically with the idea of urban moneyed Democrats. They just think the red state is a bunch of losers and they're not losers because they're in South Florida. What's up? Yep. Miami is where they always focus all of their, their, their attention on. Uh, the reason I say that is because there's a really wonderful article in the Daily Beast um, that I will link in the show notes that I think can help you understand how uh, sort of systemically fucking stupid they are in the state when it comes to even just running campaigns. It's by Richard Cook. He, in 2018, was in these districts uh, covering election stuff, right? So he was trying to go to all these swing states and try to get a, like, I'm on the ground as an undecided voter. What's happening? That was his vibe he was looking for as a journalist. So he goes to the district that Donna Shalala just lost, the one that she won in 2018, and a neighboring district that also ended up just losing again in 2020. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to go to the rallies. I'm going to see what they're saying. I'm going to see what their pitch is. He found the Republicans' events in five minutes. It took him something like six days to find where the Democrats were even speaking. So he started having to do what was supposed to be like, I'm just going to the things and reporting on the speeches, became uh, an investigative look into what the fuck is happening. 
because the simple question of when and where are the dim candidates in this region speaking was an impossible question to answer. Nobody knew. Nobody knew when they were volunteering. Nobody knew when they were door knocking. Nobody could tell you fucking anything because at the end of it all, again, read the article. I have it linked in there. At the end of it all, they weren't fucking doing any of those things. They explicitly were not doing anything. They were like, we have some digital ad campaigns and we have some TV ads. That is it. That is the extent of the campaigning the Florida Dems did in South Florida in 2018. The same thing they did in 2020. Meanwhile, on the Republican side, they aggressively campaign in South Florida. They are incredibly well organized. They do these massive get out the vote and voter registration campaigns. The, the GOP does voter registration in the state of Florida every single year, every day, right? There is no pause. The Florida Dems do it for four months right before only the presidential election cycle. They usually don't bother in the midterms. And then they wonder why there's ever more and more Florida GOP voters. In the South Florida region this time, they also combined that with the Trump strategy where they actually looked at the communities in South Florida, the Hispanic communities in South Florida specifically, and said, huh, these are not the same communities as what exists in El Paso or in Arizona or in Nevada. Maybe we should target them differently. And they did. And so Trump was very effective at targeting uh, these Hispanic communities with a pitch of really just red scare shit, which works really well because like we said, a lot of them specifically fled socialist countries. They are, they are the conservatives of their countries who fled to South Florida. Like it's not, they're, them being uh, Spanish speaking doesn't inherently make them left wing or liberal or anything like that. Trump, I, I think, smartly recognized that that was the case and directly went at it. Imagine this, a group of people not actually being a monolithic representation of this idealized, <laughs> like myopic. Uh, it's, it's so frustrating thinking that liberals just like pat themselves on the back and just think that they have, you know, the, they, they can take for granted like this particular racialized, like people group, people group, uh, because that they, they somehow feel like indebted, uh, that they, they, they're owed those votes. It's, 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 it's absolutely mind boggling the way liberals brains work. I, I, I mean, if they weren't so filled with holes and, and worms, it would be, <laughs> it, it, would, it would be galling. Yeah, really micro-targeted ads to the Cuban community down there that are just like, like I saw one that was like, if you elect the necromancer Joe Biden, he will resurrect Janet Reno. <laughs> and that is such a hyper-local reference. <laughs> but it's so good. Uh, that folks, requires an understanding of the community. Folks, we're going to get, get Elyon back. <laughs> there were actual Elyon fucking head nods, which is amazing. Uh <laughs> Folks, we're going to make Enrique respect Gloria Estefan more. It's time. <laughs> it's time. But yeah, so uh, that, that's what happened with the South Florida stuff. Like, that's basically it, is he just targeted a community that he understood better than the Dems, who literally, again, did nothing. They did no door knocking. They did no get out the vote. They did not appeal to the Hispanic community writ large at all, and definitely not to the one specifically in Miami, right? They didn't do any of that, but then they expected to run up massive, massive uh, margins there that they could then take to the rest of the state to win. It's the reason they lost the state writ large, right? Uh, I, I, I will say, though, as somebody who's not from Miami, it is always a little irritating. I'm sure other people feel this way, too. When the Dems collapse your entire state down into one county that they give a fuck about. 
because they've decided all the rest of you, we know which way you're voting. We don't really fucking care what you do. In fairness, they do care about uh, Broward County too, but Broward County canonically was uh, part of Dade. So it really is just like Dade North. It's the same exact yeah. group. But yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is a little frustrating in that end. It, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world just because the the southeast the the Broward and Dade County especially are like diverse and more representative of America and if they could win there it would probably be a good trend for winning across America uh but like they the Dems just lost ground with the every group like yeah. they lost black votes in the southeast yeah they did because they weren't offering anything to anybody they also I, and I've said this before on previous ones, but like one of the things you should know about the state Democratic Party is they love former Republicans. You think Joe Biden likes former Republicans? No. No one likes former Republicans like the fucking state Democratic Party in Florida. The guy that they all interview right now when they go to ask about like, hey, what's going on with the party? They'll talk to Nikki Freed, uh, who is the one statewide elected Democrat, the, the, the woman who's running the Department of Agriculture, and they will talk to Charlie fucking Christ. Christ. God damn. Charlie Crist was a, a Republican governor of Florida. He was the guy that lost to Rick Scott. But because he wanted power and because the Dems are fucking incompetent, they just let him run uh, under their ticket. He basically didn't change his platform at all other than to say maybe gays are okay. That That is such a, a Dem move is they were just like, well, uh, we're running a Republican, but he's an LGBT Republican. And it's like, <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> That's not controversial, by the way. This isn't like a Cory Booker situation. Like, yeah, it no, everybody knows. Is, yeah, that every human being in Florida, no, he didn't really make a secret of it. Yeah, exactly. Th this is who the party is when you live in the state. The last thing you should know about the state party for this cycle is they took a PPP loan when the bailout happened. So when all the COVID fucking stimulus came through and they were doing the 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 protections, the the P again, PPP loans, the protections for businesses and things like that. The state Democratic Party of Florida took $800,000 from that. Even though it explicitly says they're not supposed to go to any political affiliation groups. Even the fucking GOP knew better than to do that. So they took the money. And then uh, when it came out and people were understandably incensed that they took the money while businesses are going under all over the state, they said, oh, well, you know, the bank approved it. So we figured it was fine. <laughs> So coming into the 2020 election, the state Dems fucking were getting just demolished because they very sketchily took money and then returned it. Donna Shalala did a bunch of sketchy shit with finances on her personal end. And then they did nothing. Their, their platform said nothing about minimum wage to the point where even the state Dems were like, even Joe Biden said he wants a minimum wage of $15. We couldn't even do that. They managed to make themselves somehow more right-wing than the fucking Biden platform. <laughs> and so, yeah, they got slaughtered. Deservedly so. So that's what's going on with the state Dem Party. They are incompetent, piece-of-shit grifters in a state in which we recognize con men far better than anyone else does. Uh, for all that, like, Trump's a con man and no one should believe him, he, delivers, he actually does deliver for the shit Florida people want. Especially considering the Democratic Party explicitly is like, hey, we should cut off hurricane funding since they didn't vote our way. <laughs> yes. Like Democrat liberals literally will let Floridians die. Like they're very happy to throw that out there when they even think about Floridians. I think it does make sense, though, that Trump's able to speak to like the ruling classes interests in Florida, considering the fact that like he has 
vast real estate holdings in the state of Florida, right? And like has the ability to like, you know, yeah. understandably speak to those conditions because in you know, in very real terms, they are his lived conditions, right? And so, you know, it makes sense that he's able to speak in and, and capture that sort of um particular idiosyncrasy that is like the South like Floridian kind of beach vibe, you yeah. know? But like I think that um I think you know the reason why the GOP has been able to con- like continuously maintain and perpetuate their hold of the state is because the uh, opposing force is so weak and so feckless that it's like they can't you know the the the, the Democrats aren't able to turn out like voters for them because people re- like rightly recognize that there's nothing in it for them that that literally standing in line to vote doesn't fucking matter because they're not going to get anything out of it anyway so they're just like "Eh, fuck it yeah the state dims don't even try to promise things they don't don't make an attempt at all which brings me to the last important political figure you should know about in florida who is not a dem or a republican john morgan (laughs) john morgan is the reason medical marijuana is legal in florida John Morgan is the reason, I'm not going to say solely, but a major part of the reason why minimum wage ballot measure just passed. John Morgan is a uh, injury and liability lawyer. Uh, he's based out of Central Florida. So growing up, probably everybody heard this jingle here. Morgan and Morgan, for the people. He's just basically like some big shot lawyer, right? Uh, you wouldn't really give a fuck about him normally. Uh, he's the kind of guy who, up until mid-2000s, was sort of a behind the scenes donor in the same way that like every donor is usually behind the scenes. And it's almost all of them are rich, rich, older white dudes, which is what he is. But Morgan's a little different because he, uh, his mom was really ill and marijuana would have helped her illness. And so he got really pissed off that we couldn't get a medical marijuana system in the state of Florida to work. So he sponsored the first ballot measure, which failed just barely. And the state tried to pass medical marijuana and be like, no, look, see, we gave it to you. And it was, you know, hyper restrictive. It didn't do anything. So John Morgan went like, yeah, fuck you guys. That's still not sufficient. And so he pushed another ballot measure that did end up passing and created the medical marijuana system Florida has now, which while not perfect, is pretty fucking good for the state of Florida. That exists because he funded it. Uh, When I went to assist the department that oversees medical marijuana stuff in Florida, The big question constantly is, is John Morgan about to sponsor a legal weed ballot measure? Because he is the most important political force in the state when it comes to marijuana and really any ballot measure because he has deep pockets and he spends it on fairly progressive ballot measures. Like it's, it's bizarre because he's kind of like a business wing dim, right? Like he's, he's a Hillary style Democrat. Like he's not, he's not pushing progressive politicians, but he is very clearly making a case for progressive politics pretty consistently. That's really the only way shit can break through down there. It's like, like the Carnegie Democrat model where it's just like, yeah, I'm not really like a politics guy. I just have a whole lot of money and I have weird pet interests that sometimes uh, enter the sphere of governance. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like a quantum fluctuation in Florida presents a progressive policy every once in a while. So he threw a few million dollars behind the, uh, many more than a few million dollars behind the ballot measure for minimum wage this time. When Nikki Freed, like I said, was sitting on the fence, he came out and basically just nuked her and said, like, that's cowardly. What, what is wrong with you? Why don't you all stand for anything? This isn't even a political position. It's a moral position. Inequality is killing us. Like, this is a super rich dude is saying this, and he is 
further to the left in the fucking state Democratic Party. He considered running for governor this last cycle with Gillum, and then he got so fed up with the fact that the Dems don't stand for anything. He said, uh, I'm just not going to be party affiliated at all. I'm going to push my own things. Both parties basically just want the same thing, which is more tax cuts for the rich. And uh, I'm just not going to be a part of it anymore. And if I have to vote, I'll vote for the lesser evil. And that's what it's going to be from now on. He's an interesting dude. Uh, and he is probably the most powerful political force in the state single-handedly because he is one, one of the most widely recognized names in the state because he's been running ads since the fucking 90s. So everybody knows who he is. And two, he's successfully gotten a, a bunch of ballot measures that people really fucking like. And he's gotten passed through. So like he's pretty popular in and of himself as well. So he is uh, bizarrely in the state of Florida. It's the state Dems doing fuck all. The state GOP just competently trying to murder everybody. And John Morgan for the people out there uh, doing noblesse oblige. And like that's the, basically the best you can get in Florida. Which is a low bar for the record. <laughs> it is a low bar. Yeah, oh my God. Part of my kind of uh, cynical brain kind of goes to the point of like, well, is he is he doing it because he has some other nefarious like project or is it because, you know, he wants to make a, you know, run for office? Is it because he like had like for to, to the to your point, like, is it because he has some sort of personal trauma tied up that makes him have like this is almost like a like vendetta against, um you know, getting these things passed. And so. It's interesting thinking about him as a as a figure in Florida politics, and I haven't heard anyone make that particular argument before, Brett. But I I think you make a compelling point, especially thinking about like just you know he has like a pretty consistent track record of getting things passed. I think what's most instructive about Morgan is just as Brett said, here's like one class trader that actually has a firm belief about one or two things. He's able to influence the shape of governance in Florida. Just this one guy. It really highlights how intentionally awful the Democratic Party is uh, about actually trying to win in Florida. Because if one guy with some money is able to get actual progressive mm -hmm. policies through, imagine what an entire party that cared and had even more money and institutional backing could do there. The, the fact that they're not doing anything and that it's, oh, it's so impossible for them, but one guy who actually cares can shove stuff through, regardless of why he cares. Uh, pretty damning indictment of the Florida Democrat. Oh, 100%. 100%, my dude. The one thing I would add, though, is that like I, I do think that there are many hundreds if not thousands of people doing the hard work of, you know, oh, yeah. you know, passing the uh, $15 an hour minimum wage or of getting medical marijuana on the ballot. Like, you know, there, there are tons mm -hmm. or, or passing like felons rights to, to vote again. Right. Like there are lots of people doing the hard work of making these ballot measures pass. And I think that, yeah, like we said, the, the Floridians do care about totally. this stuff and do want to go to bat for it. They just need to actually believe that someone is trying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, either they need to believe that someone is trying or they need to get organized and do it themselves. Because as we have shown, I think pretty clearly here, the Dems have absolutely no fucking interest in helping us. And so, you know, my analysis would be that we are just going to have to fucking help ourselves. Yeah, I don't want to take away from me activists, especially with the minimum wage. 
Uh, that was not his brainchild. He just donated a lot of money and totally. helped get on the ballot. Uh, and then and helped run some ads. Uh, the first medical marijuana thing, I think he like personally funded the entire right. thing, uh, which which like w- that ruled. Um, and then the second time around, he actually worked with people who know how to do it. And hey, voila, the combination of money and competence makes things happen. Um, hopefully, though, this this helps people understand like why when we get to election night and they do the coverage and they go like, oh, I hope Florida flips. All we're going to talk about is these two counties in South Florida. Like why that's why that is the case. Why the Democrats seem to constantly lose statewide there. The the the, the AOC criticism that they're basically fucking incompetent is absolutely true in the state of Florida. Like they do not do even the basic things you would expect from somebody trying to get elected. Even if they were trying to get elected purely on personality, they do not do the basics. And so I, I don't think you should expect Florida to vote Dem anytime soon if that continues. That said, I don't think it is a state that's a lost cause no, or you should I. wish gets wiped out by a hurricane. Um, there's a lot of people who are just getting fucked, honestly, in the state. That is what the state's about. Fuck you got mine means there's a lot of people who are the you in, that, in, in Florida who are getting fucked. And uh, they would like things to get better. They keep voting in a way that demonstrates they want things to get better. But they're also understand that the Democrats are not the people who are going to make that happen. God, please, someone, just anyone, please organize or, or make like it, it. I have such hatred for the, the Florida Democrats because I can't emphasize enough how truly soul wrenchingly god awful it is to be in poverty in Florida because there is no social safety net at all. It, you are just not a human if you are broke in Florida. And it's like, it, it's, it's bad to be poor everywhere. Right. But there are States in, in which you could, you know, have even the the slightest shred uh, of dignity. Florida is not one of those locations. No, there's nothing. It it has a state that's been completely gutted from top to bottom. The education system has been gutted. There's no infrastructure. There's no social safety net at all. It's not a state in which there's a, a lot of good things occurring for regular people. So it would be probably pretty galvanizing when it comes to getting votes if you offer to do anything to fix the fact that it's just been completely blown to smithereens. I think that's well said. There is no blue Florida or red Florida. There is only Jimmy Buffett's Florida. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, patrons. We appreciate it. Thanks, Pearson, for coming on. Hell yeah. Um, definitely check Thanks, out Pearson. definitely check out coffee with comrades at coffee w comrades yeah me yeah me at is... coffee w comrades and then pearson is at pearson bolt yeah right? that's right that's right that me it's nice to have this sort of like uh poetic george lucas symmetry where the last time we spoke was at the the start of the first wave of the covid pandemic <laughs> and now here we are yet again uh going into (laughs) the second huge wave (laughs) holy shit i didn't even think about that same as it ever was holy fuck (laughs) yeah i I remember sitting on your guys couch just being like oh fuck we're we're all fucked this sucks oh my god in fairness uh about twenty thousand new yorkers died shortly after uh you left so yeah no we were fucked yeah Yeah, i i I remember that 
I remember sitting there and being like, am I being insane for trying to encourage him to be as like psychotically safe as possible? And the answer to that was no, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, and you know, Brett, I'm, I'm actually glad that you, cause you convers- having conversations with you is like really what pushed me over the edge of like, I should leave. I should, I should, I should get the fuck out of this city right now. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I did. Um, I, I wish that I'm glad uh, you too. I'm glad it all worked out and you didn't catch it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish that, uh, I wish that our, um, you know, Rob, I wish that our first meeting could have been under more auspicious occasions than, uh, <laughs> you know, the entire collapse of, uh, <laughs> of infrastructure in, in the United States as we know it. But, um, you know, I, I'm glad that we could at least hang out for a little bit. I owe you one K town, uh, trip whenever that fucking is <laughs> yes is. fucking please let's make that happen for sure amen but yeah thanks again for coming on i appreciate it of course thank you guys for having me i'm glad it's always fun to collaborate and talk about uh the flaccid cock that is uh the state of florida <laughs> well actually if you're not using the mercator projection and you use one that highlights the global south uh, as it should be it actually looks like a bent fully erect cock <laughs> <laughs> so that's the more woke way of looking at florida Touché. that's right Touché.